hello there. I can't believe this is already the third proper episode. I am a little disappointed, I have to admit, because I was hoping to give out autographs all day every day by this point. But hey, I still got my friends who can now jokingly ask me for an autograph. You guys should still really do it, because in the near future, that shit will be worth a pretty penny. Or a big buck if you're in the States. You think I'm joking, but I'm serious, and it took me a while to get to this mindset where I accepted the fact that I wanted attention, that I like attention, that it's not merely me compensating for some issues. And it is super important that you learn to accept parts of your personality that, if bottled up, will eat you up alive. So today, let's talk about Quidditch, self-acceptance, and some more Quidditch. Well, if you want to hear some waffle, all about a quaffle, there's a Quidditch talk for the elite. And if you want to chat plenty about an app 20, we've got the indie, so just take a seat. Roll, beat, repeat. Roll, beat, repeat. No talking about beans today, sadly, but we are going to talk about, or I'm going to talk about, self-development. You might be wondering how do Quidditch and self-acceptance go together. I often mix topics that seemingly don't go together, but in fact, they do. Trust me, friend, it takes the deepest level of self-acceptance and the most profound understanding of who you are as a person if you are to run around with a stick between your legs trying to touch someone's butt because a little ball is hanging on a piece of Velcro at the back of their shorts. I am not in the slightest trying to hide the fact that I will actively try to recruit you for Quidditch or at least get you more interested in the sport. We are, after all, aiming to be an Olympic sport at some point, so we need that fan base. But yeah, if you don't get to touch enough butts in your day-to-day life, Quidditch is your sport. Obviously, the sport is not just about touching butts. It's not about touching butts at all. It is about community acceptance and inclusion and much, much more. But butts are butts. Generally, you don't get to choose the snitch runner whose ass you might accidentally grab while trying to get a snitch, but let me tell you, they're all, without exception, hot as hell itself. But more importantly, they're super nice people, and the hug you get from them after the game is over is the best thing in the world. So, yeah, if you're into that, go try Quidditch. We all got some fun backsides. And we usually change in public before trainings or games. So again, if voyeurism is your thing, not that I encourage it in the slightest. Gee, respect people's privacy, people. But yeah, you should give Quidditch a try. And you may find out that not only our backsides are fine, our front side are damn good to look at too. And that's because anyone who decides to start playing Quidditch instantly becomes hot. That's a, that's a fact. And nothing actually physically changes because they don't change. They were perfect all along. Quidditch just helps them realize that. See how confident Quidditch has made me? Especially the great butt part. I don't particularly care about a stray roll of fat here and there in my body. I care about my right arm being strong enough to, you know. No, you, not that. I already established that this is not that kind of podcast. I was going to say strong enough to be the opponent hard enough. I also don't care about the way I look in action shots of me on the pitch or the kind of faces I make. I care about the kind of faces my I mean my opponents make when I land a perfect face beat. Also, 
don't care if I look fat in my clothes as long as they're my team's jersey and shorts because those will always make me look amazing, strong, and dedicated. And it's not that I don't care about my lifestyle or the extra few pounds that I carry because of the medication I am and will be on for the next few years. It's that I grew to love what my body is and is capable of. I already bragged about this, but let me remind you, my body carried me through a marathon, several half marathons, a 29-kilometer, I have no idea what that is in miles, long Spartan race with 40-something obstacles, and countless Quidditch trainings, which are hard, hard work. I mean, my body also fucking carried me through cancer, so I will always be damn proud of what it can do. And so should you. You should be proud of your body, too. Also, I try to take good care of my body. I exercise and run and all that. I try to eat healthy, but cheese happens and pizza is life. And I live in Prague, the vegetarian foodie capital. Oh, this would be a good place to throw in the good old, how can you tell someone is vegetarian? Oh, don't worry, they'll tell you. I was never big on meat anyway, but after chemo burned out my taste buds, I could no longer consume meat without gagging, so I committed. But this is not a healthy lifestyle and how to become vegetarian in the most convoluted way possible kind of episode. Quidditch is why you and I are here. Quidditch is an extremely accepting sport. I already said that like 50 times. But I feel like I can't stress that enough. I mean, you still get the occasional dick, asshole, or shit stirrer. Explicit tag on the episode, yay! But they don't go very long before being called out for it. But Quidditch teaches you to brace yourself against haters from outside the community. So I asked my Quidditch community from across Europe to share some of the most bizarre hates they've received. So let's look at some of them. Jay shared a classic that I think every team has experienced at some point, and that would be random people just being like, 10 points to Gryffindor. Also, do you play this because you're shit at other sports? Also, Jay shared that they got shouted at while they were training the word dumble faggot. That's not even like a clever play on words or anything like that. That's just straight up stupid. James shared that some kids in Stoke were throwing rocks at them? What? Rocks? Vonda shared, it's not really a hate, but a woman once asked me whether we are doing some kind of sports involving horses. And when we don't have horses around, we use sticks? Instead, to simulate that? Okay. All right. But Lean says, I've had to chase away teenagers throwing still-burning cigarette butts to players in the box and trying to steal stuff? Gee, I don't even have words to describe that. That's just terrible. Sam says, Had a middle-aged guy yelling, I volunteer for tribute. That's even the wrong fandom, if anything. Amon says, we also had some teenagers steal a bludger and throw it in a canal at a Team Ireland training a couple of years ago. That's just mean. Regina shared, someone from a different uni posted a photo of our team as proof that our uni was dumb and childlike compared to his. He didn't know that his uni also had a team. That's hilarious. What a tool. Benjamin says, on top of sticks between the legs, we also have a lot of, oh, you're playing with broom up your arse. Hannah says, Avada Kedavra all the time. Yeah, I see how that would come up. A story from Joke. We've had some kids staying at the same sports hotel as us during practice weekend yelling Harry Potter at us and blasting the Harry Potter movie soundtrack 
through their window to try and get a reaction. That's not bad, you know. At least you got some background music. Fraser says, having people walk up to you and tell you to your face that it's not a real sport. Yeah, that one sucks. That one really sucks. Anamika says, so many people sing the Harry Potter songs at us on campus when we are practicing. That's, yeah, it's all right. Again, some background music. Siri says, do you know how to fly? Like, yes, Garen, I know how to fly. Here, I'll teach you. Glenn posted, football or soccer players always shout random spells at us like Vingardium Leviosa and shit like that. I do love it when they shout, look, it's Harry Potter, because my response is always shouting back, look, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. That's a good burn, my friend. That's awesome. Rochelle shared, but it's so stupid if you can't actually fly. Yeah, we get that one so much. Oh my god. Martina shared, loads of people always comment on how retarded, yes, that's the phrasing sometimes, one must be to play a game with a stick between the legs. One even questioned all my credibility for science because I post Quidditch pics on Instagram. They're probably just jealous because you're smarter than them. Let's end with a fun one by James. Pitch invasion by a guy dressed as Harry Potter being chased by friends in bin liners pretending to be the Dementors shouting Expecto Patronum. Impressed by the dedication, to be honest. Yeah, that's some serious dedication to hate. Wow. So yeah, we get a lot of hate like this, but we've grown so attached to the sport and the community around it that we won't just give up because some asshat says it's stupid. They don't realize that they are, in fact, helping us grow as people, as a community, because we are brought together by all this, and that directly leads to the sport growing as such. So jokes on you, haters, you are actually helping the sport get bigger. Of course, I would much rather have the sport be struggle-free, as this hate, I'm sure, has been hurtful to individuals, partially due to its inclusive nature, and that is not acceptable. No kind of hate is ever really acceptable. I adopted this attitude a long time ago, and it got even more firmly rooted in my personality when I started playing Quidditch, and when I was sick. Hating requires so much energy, and honestly, I'd rather put this energy into Quidditch. And I already said this, but finishing a Quidditch training without nearly dying is no easy feat. Generally, a training would last anywhere from two hours to two days if you're training with the national team, for instance. It involves tons of sprinting, running, conditioning training, strategy talks, throwing drills, beating drills, scoring drills, and other kind of drills. An actual game of Quidditch to apply all the newly acquired skills, and then food and drinks. You can't have a training without grabbing a beer and some pizza, or in the case of my prac team, some Mexican food after the training. Because that is where you get the community building. Yes, you work on that during training through shared pain and oftentimes shared sweat, but trust me, you've never had pizza taste as good as it does after a tough training. And that is such a spiritual and bonding experience. Pizza brings people closer. That is a scientifically proven fact. Look it up. Today's episode is a little shorter than usual as my week has been crazy all and it's only 6.07 a.m. on Monday, but I have two D&D campaigns to play today and one campaign to DM. Actually, as of today, my friends, I am a paid professional DM. I'll check in with you to share how it felt in one of the future D&D episodes, but for now, I hope you have a week that is less crazy than mine and hear you soon.